welcome to the show. Listen with your ears, understand with your hearts. Namaste, bitches. It's I to the R to the E to the N to the E, baby. A multifaceted perception of reality. Like the kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Well, hello there, and thank you for joining me, myself, and Irene, a podcast place where the sweet balances the salty, and the bottom line is to always see the humor in everything. Join me every week as I walk the tightrope of life, and I teeter my own personal raunchy lines, and as I discuss, and sometimes sing, my very interesting perception of my midlife crisis and refusal to grow up. Today on Me, Myself, and Irene, we are talking about, you guessed it, the female body, baby. But not just any female body, female bodies from back in the day, from way back when when you could only be born a female. From childbearing hips to heroin chic, the female body has filled out, flattened out, and fattened up. But even through all of the dramatic transformations that the female body has endured since the beginning of time, there is one thing that's for sure. The female body is a wonderland, a temple, a womb, a place we've all called home at one point. So, won't you join me today in taking a look back and maybe forward to the future of the perfect body type. Yo, 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 what's up? everybody hello how are you i hope you are doing well today i've missed you in every day i think of you in every way hey hey oh man so yeah i i i was very um inspired to do this episode because you know if you look 
over the time of the lifespan of time of the woman's body and the evolution of the woman's body, it really has been, um, there have been some drastic changes. And um, with the invention of plastic surgery, who knows uh, what the perfect body type will end up to be. But, you know, we've been through a lot. And that's for sure. You know, and I think as a woman in general, um, there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way and to um, hide your flaws, you know. And listen, I love to hide my flaws. I try my best to hide my flaws. It's not about that. I'm all about dressing to your body type. That's, that, that's, that's something that's just so true. And that is something I'll stand by forever, is it's dressed to your body type. There's not a wrong body type, you know, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into a little bit, that the history of the body has, you know, changed so many times that it will continue to change. And how could you say one is better than the other, right? It's preference, you know, blonde versus brunette, redhead versus bald. You know, it's whatever you choose. So dress to your body type. If you got a gut, don't wear a belly shirt. Don't wear a belly shirt. <laughs> and look, that's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I Because I see girls that are my weight and heavier wearing their bellies out. And like... More power to you, I guess. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I just think there's a classiness in presenting yourself a certain way. And look, that, that's, I don't make the rules there. You know what I'm saying? You're tall and thin or and you have a flat stomach and you have a great body and you wear clothes that flaunt that body. You know, of course, as a woman, you can feel insecure to see that. But you got to, like, appreciate that that's what she's got. You know what I'm saying? We can't we can't be comparing ourselves to each other and we can't be feeling like you know, oh okay. I mean, and it's impo- it's nearly impossible to do. Okay? I say that, but it's nearly impossible to do. I think we can do it in small drips and drabs. You know, but if some when someone's just got that perfect body, you know, and you find out they don't even work out, you it really makes you want to knock their fucking teeth out. It really truly does. It just makes you want to headbutt them just once, you know, just so they could have a bloody nose and bleed all over their perfectly symmetrical face, just so they can understand what it's like to be not so perfect. No, violence is not the answer, man, all right? Don't go crazy on me, man. thinking about all the skinny girls I've seen recently and I'm just like yeah if I was skinny I would wear that if I looked like her I would wear that you know how could you hate you can't hate so on the opposite spectrum to my ladies out there that aren't the size zero or two or three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten right we'll go ten and under there it's pretty fair Right, my 12 and ups. Come on. 
be classy and, you know, dress to your body and just learn how to give a really good blowjob and you'll be fine. It really won't matter what you're wearing. (laughs) It is interesting, though, because where the history starts or where I started my research was over 20,000 years ago. Um, it was a sign of fertility, uh, to have like heavy, large breasts and large hips and and a healthy stomach, a healthy stomach, right? A healthy stomach. Use your discretion with that, I guess. I guess we could keep healthy stomach to, if you could see your toes, if you're a girl, well, well, we're talking about girls, Irene. But I w- my mind went off on a track there. But I was going to say, yeah, if, if you're a girl, then you could see your toes. And if you're a boy, you could still see your dinklink, you know? Your pedal dip, your peedy, your peedy dinklage. <laughs> your peedy dinklage. If you could still see your peedy dinklage, then you're all right if you're a guy. That's a healthy stomach for a guy. Just a side note. If there is any guys listening, which listen, guys, I love you. I love you. Thank you for listening. You know, appreciate you. And to the girls, yeah, if you can't see that your ass needs a pedicure, all right, that your velociraptor claws tapping on the floor, you know, like whatever sounds the best. If you can't see that you need to get a motherfucking pedicure, then you have an unhealthy stomach. But if you can, we'll call that a healthy stomach. But, um, yeah, it meant that you were well-nourished and you were, uh, you know, uh, there to reproduce, to have these big fat curves and have all this body and this big healthy body that was just a sign of, like, childbearingness, you know? There was actually a figurine that was found, like, over... It was estimated to be, like, made, like, 25,000 years ago. And it, it's... This figurine is, a, I guess, supposed to be, like, an example of what a woman's body looked like then. And it's just got, like really big boobs, you know, a healthy stomach, as they call it. And, uh, you know, she could even be considered to be, like, fat. Definitely considered to be fat in today's standards, you know. But, and she doesn't have a face. Because that, I think, is supposed to mean that, you know, it didn't matter what your face looked like. The butter face was born ladies and gentlemen, on the Venus of the Wellendorf. The Willendorf? Wellendorf. Willendorf. Venus of Willendorf, which is now being held in Austria, at a museum in Austria. It didn't matter what the face meant. So the first butter face, it was all about how much butter are you eating, girl. Talk about that butter. You had that better had that butter ass, then butter boobs, then butter bellies, all right? Didn't really matter what the fuck was on your face. Uh, The face didn't start mattering until the Greeks, you know? The ancient Greeks, those were the ones. 
because, you know, they started coming up with, like, symmetry in the facial features, and the body started to kind of uh, morph a little bit in the sense of the large hips and breasts stayed, you know, but the, the it was like a kind of a flat stomach. Like, it was totally excited, like, totally acceptable to have, like, a little roll down there, as Russell Peters calls the gunt. <laughs> Russell Peter calls the, the, that area between, you know, your belly button and your vagina the gunt. So right in that area, you were allowed to have a little, it was acceptable to have a tiny gunt in there. You know what's fucked up, though? I read that uh, women were considered to be just, like, disfigured, like, versions of men. And that's gotta be... <laughs> I am not a womanist in that sense. Like, I am not, like, you know, uh, an activist or anything like that, you know. I'm, uh, but that, to me, is just... <laughs> What an ignorant thing to think, you know? It's that what an arrogant thing to think, you know? It just goes with the some of the Greek guys I've met in my life and uh, I it fits if the shoe if the fucking Greek shoe fits. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is I'm going off of what I've had and experienced in my life. That is something that has been passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Uh, disfigured versions of men. Because we're the disfigured ones, really. You're the disfigured ones. Let's be real, okay? Because skinny, fat, tall, and short, the woman's body is is just better to look at, right? Easier to look at. That's why it's more women nudity in movies. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like to see men, male nudity too. But, you know, I guess I'm just like, mm, I don't expect it. So I don't really want it, I guess. I'm just like, eh, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I know I'm not going to see no dick, you know? I know I'm watching Sons of Anarchy. I'm only going to get shots of Jax's ass, you know? But yet they'll show tits and ass all for days. Like there was that one part in Gone Girl where Ben Affleck is getting in the shower and there's a very brief second where they slow, they slow, they slow as schlong, they slow as schlimby his Petey Dinklage, although this one was not a Petey Dinklage, you know, I'm going, this one was more like a Jason Momoa, alright, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just giving credit where credit's due, alright, all I know is, I know why J-Lo is back with him, okay? And if you want to know too, go watch that movie Gone Girl and go watch it though. It's a great movie. And then you could get to the end or if you really want to fast forward it, fine, up to you. But I suggest watching it. It's a great movie. Get to the end and press pause at the exact time. It's going to take you a few times. You're not just going to press pause unless you're an absolute genius, okay? But you need to do it a couple times just get it at that very second, and you can enjoy a nice dick on screen. Although, that's all you're getting, okay? 
Like, they do show Neil Patrick Harris is in that as well, but not my cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? No offense. It's just, you know, tomatoes a model. So, J-Lo, good for you, girl. We in your corner. We out here supporting you. And uh, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. How did I get from the Greeks to Ben Affleck? And <laughs> to all my ADD listeners, thanks for keeping up. So, yeah, the Bonnie was was on its way to, uh, you know, still, like, very childbearing and, and still all about them large hips, you know. And even up into the Queen Elizabeth time era, you know? She's the, she's the one that started the makeup trends, though. You know? The red lip was born. But yeah, in, in the Victorian era and in, in that in that Queen uh, Elizabeth era, it was all about, you know, being curvy, being plump, being a, being a baby machine. Your place was in the home, in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in your kid's bedroom, in your fucking laundry room, like, you had to do everything, and, um, you know, that was a standard then, so women, you know, that, good for them, too, you know, good for them, I'm like, yo, if I'm staying home, I'm gonna be fat, what the fuck, what the fuck, I'm not gonna go outside, and I gotta be skinny, what the hell, if I'm never gonna see the outside world, might as well be plump, that's not fucking fair, you know, so I get it. I get it, you know, women in that time, that's what their their job was. Why should they even worry about having a flat stomach, you know? Because it wasn't until the toying of the century, people, the toying of the century, when things really started to change for the women, and we really kind of took like a... That kind of sounded like a crash. And that was the sound of hitting the wall of losing weight. And we barreled through it. And we lost all that weight. And in the roaring 20s, women were flat-chested. They were boyish and tall and thin. And it didn't matter... If you had childbearing hips or big old titties, what mattered is, could you dance like you're having a seizure wearing clothes that look like they've been through a paper shredder? That was the question. They cut their hairs off to the short bob and the bob style was born. You know, Great Gatsby style, another great movie. Leo DiCaprio. Oof. How you doing, boo? You keep saving the world, boy. You keep saving the world, boy. Because we love you. Even got, is that Tobey Maguire in there? He's great. Uh, he's great. She's great. We're all great. We're all just a great fucking family, aren't we? Yeah, uh. So, yeah, the the skinniness. So, because women were like, I guess this was after the Depression and they were just, or during the Depression and were still depressed. So, I don't even know if the Depression really ever ended for us. It's only gotten worse, in my opinion. 
But, you know, once that that Roaring Twenties started to kind of shuffle its way off to Buffalo, uh, the Hollywood era kind of pushed its way in. And this is when my beautiful, lovely icon Marilyn Monroe was born. And that body type became very, very largely lusted for, was the large breast, little waist, you know, healthy, skinny, in a sense, right? You were, you weren't, you weren't that boyishly thin from the 20s, but you weren't, you know, the Venus of the Wolfendorf cookies factory. (laughs) That one was a fucking reach. I guess I could have redone that one, but I want you to know I'm not perfect, you know? I want you to (laughs) Got to keep myself humble here, you know? But yeah, it's the curvy, large breast, that kind of, you know, voluptuous hourglass, you know, beautiful figure was born. That's a figure that I like and that I want. And I have underneath some fat. So it's there. It's waiting to come out and be shown. It's just hiding for the winter. And the past... 34 winters. Who's counting, right? But yeah, they, um, it was kind of like, and they were, they'll, they would be considered plus sized today. Although I don't think they're plus sized. Like it's said, it's to be said that, it's to be said and it's to be read and it is to be fed. The information that Marilyn Monroe was actually a size 14. And it depends on where she got her jeans. Am I right? Ladies, you know. It depends on where you get the jeans. Did you get the jeans from the junior sections at Kohl's? Because that shit runs the smallest shit I've ever seen in my life. Or did you get it from Old Navy? Because those run the biggest motherfucking sizes in my life you know it all depends on where she bought her clothes in my opinion size means nothing unless you're a man but that plus size look really didn't last very long because then the 60s and 70s started rolling in and all my heady hippies man And it wasn't about being voluptuous, man. It was looking malnourished, man. No more Marilyn Monroe. It's better to look like you're starving, bro. You know? Just tall, long, thin legs, long, thin hair, messy hair, very natural, no makeup. You know, it was a real... Real rugged time, a real just time about, like, drugs and sex and rock and roll, man. And nobody had time to eat. Like, you only ate, like, if they were, like, pop brownies, brah. You know what I'm saying, man? So, those motherfuckers smoked their way all the way up into the 90s, and then what was born, 
heroin chic, the real skinny skinny. We're talking about the real MVP of skinny, Kate Moss. Y'all remember her? Holy shit, who was skinnier than her? Her or Allie McBeal? Oh my God. It's like fucking rubbing two sticks together. Seriously. I could floss with fucking Kate Moss's leg. It would probably take a hundred of Kate Moss's legs together to make up one of my legs. That's probably even being nice about it for myself. Might be 250. Might be 250 of her legs put together could make one of my thighs. I have 500 Kate Moss legs for my two tree trunk thunder thigh legs. You know, that was like the really, that's when like the real supermodel era was born. And it was really all about being um, just so, so paper thin. You know, which I never really, I never really was like envious of. You know, I'm, I'll be envious of a woman that has TNA and she's also in shape. You know, the, the trifecta there. But if you're, like, completely just tall and thin and, like, I never really understood why that was the look for modeling clothes. Like, you know, unless you're, like, 12 and under. When I was 12. Now it would be, like, 8 and under. Because, you know, all the oat milk these kids are fucking drinking, you know? By the time they learned their ABCs, little Susie went from an A cup to a C cup. The fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I never really, you know, I don't know. I mean, women, it, it's just clothes look good, I guess, yeah, because clothes, they just look good, I guess, on, you know, a skinny person. Any, they can wear basically anything, right? They really could. So, but yeah, then, and in the nineties and then up until today, it's kind of been this metamorphosis of anything goes, you know, we've been through like body shaming. We've been through big girls being celebrated and, um, really trying to like normalize, you know, everybody loves that word normalize being, you know, imperfect and being overweight. And, you know, I would say today's desirable body is big boobs, big butt, little in the middle, but she's got much back, you know, as our boy Sir Mix-a-Lot said, you know, little in the middle, but she's got much back and in the front, you know, 32, 34, 36. You know what I'm yeah, I would say that's that's really where we're at right now, you know? You're it's desirable to have a flat stomach, big boobs, big butt, um, be perfectly beautiful, have beautiful long hair that has these waves that look like you just got off the beach and, you know, it's you got that glistening tan and the the highlighter under your eyes and big plump lips and perfect 
beautifully pointed nails with the perfect color. And, you know, there is just such a high expectation to to be so perfect right now, I feel like. And maybe that's always been that way. But I feel like now more than ever with social media and with being able to see everybody's moves and looks and everything about them, you know, it's just, it's hard. I think the standards are at an incredible high. They're at an incredible high, you know? And as someone that's fucking, I've struggled with my weight my whole life and I probably will the rest of my whole life and that's just something you know I have to uh carry but you know like Kelly Clarkson said you know she said I wish I had a better metabolism but someone else probably wishes they could walk into a room and make friends with everyone else like I can you always want what someone else has and that's true that's true so you know, when I think about where where is the body going? Where is the what is the future of the the female perfect body type? You know, where could it go for now? I mean, it's headed right now to look like a tooth. Have you seen Have you seen the meme with the tooth because it's all about the thigh gap right now, right? So not only listen to this incredible high standard, not only do you have to have big tits and a big ass and a flat stomach and a perfect face, but you also have to have a thigh gap. So you also have to have, so you, it's like that, it's incredible what, what the expectation is, you know, and I'm not saying that it's not attainable and I'm not saying that it isn't something that you should strive for if you want to, but I'm also saying it's okay you know, to not have to fit that mold. But because, you know, you have to say, and you have to look back at all of these body types and the transformation of the female body and just say to yourself, wow, every single one of them was beautiful and purposeful for that time frame and for that piece and that little splicket of history and time. So when you look at right now, right, it's fitting that the perfect body type is literally perfect. You know, literally weird science type of perfect kind of shit. Because we're capable of fixing our noses and dyeing our hair and putting extensions in and gluing black pipe cleaners to our eyelashes to look like we have longer eyelashes. You know, the standard is high because of this, where we're at, this social media, the expectation is so high. And in the same breath, we're fighting for that acceptance of all kinds of body types, right? And I would say this is where we draw the line. Unhealthy weight to the point where it's it's making your body sick or making your organs hurt or making your life uh, hindered. That is a different story than celebrating a roll on your fat fucking stomach or a little extra thigh or no thigh gap. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's, what the, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. You know, so what? You got the, the grandma bat wing on your arm when you wave hello. You know what I'm saying? You might knock somebody out if they're standing too close behind you, but it's all good. Hopefully, you put your deodorant on and it smells good. That's all we can really hope for. So let's say 
the future body type should be one that's like, well, robotic. I'm just, I have, it's going to be a robot's body next. We're just going to be able to keep the parts we want and the other parts will be robotic, you know? Because I think we're all going to be robots someday anyway. So that's where we're headed. And that's pure perfection. I don't know. The thing is, is as long as the robots are good on the inside, you know, that's what really matters. As long as these bots don't come along and destroy us all. And all the guys are like, well, does it at least have TNA? I mean, what the fuck? Oh, my God, so stupid. Listen, it does matter what's on the inside the most. I truly believe that. Heart and soul, 100%. But it matters on the outside, too, okay? Because not because, you know, you have to look the best, but you, for yourself, should feel the best. I wear makeup all the time. All the time. I wear makeup to the gym, to the beach, everywhere, constantly. And it's probably too much. But I always make sure my hair want to looks good wants to look good sometimes it doesn't and I you know so I always try to make sure that when I go out in public I look good because when I'm home I actually look homeless which is it's, it's a great great accomplishment I guess you know way to really hide the fact that I have a home while I'm in my home tricky right can't get robbed if you're homeless you know what I'm saying I guess you could. Uh, Any hoot. Well, listen. I truly believe it's all about your self-confidence, loving who ya. So whatever it is, and we are here right now in a time where it's all about, you know, perfection. And honestly, strive for the perfect you, not for the perfect them. And that sounds so corny, but it's absolutely untrue. Uh, strive for protection or nobody's gonna like you so yeah oh man all right everybody that's my time thanks again for joining me myself and irene please don't forget to subscribe like and comment if you're liking what you're hearing you could find me myself and irene where podcasts are available on anchor google and apple podcasts spotify radio public Overcast and Pocket Casts, if you even use any of those other things. I don't know, do ya? Maybe you do, I don't know. Any hooters, it's time to get the fuck out of here. Thank you for joining me, myself, and Irene. I'm Irene Pappas, and I'll catch you next week. Remember, ladies, it doesn't matter whether you're tall, short, fat, or thin. Because according to Bob Marley, the best curve on a woman's body is her smile. Namaste, bitches. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.